Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin and Ryan Garvey. We're New England Social, your New England-based podcast about everything New England, from places to go, people to see, things to do, and experiences we're having. Boys, how we doing? Just riding out this heat wave in the AC, baby. It is. It has been. It has been hot lately hot. for everybody. It's really hot. Yeah, it's extremely, extremely hot. I, uh, I think I've said on the podcast before. I recruit people. Um, software engineers and uh, like I'm on the phone all the time with them and they're they're like well I, you know I don't know if I want to move to Boston like, it's so it's so cold there all the time and I'm like I always I, I always try to let me FaceTime show like, you my thermostat bro dude I know yeah I, like I'll show you my thermostats literally at a hundred I posted on Instagram yesterday I had a hundred degrees in my my apartment I try to tell them I'm like you really have like a nice stretch from like the end of July all the way through like mid September where it's like I can't imagine you really want it to be more hot than this. Like this has to be the hottest anybody's ever been comfortable at. Like it's just it's bad out there. Yeah, my guess is that though those people are looking for more of the like seventy three and sunny yeah. with maybe a light breeze where it's like very yeah, comfortable in, all the yeah. time as opposed yeah. to I'm in tech, so it's a lot it's a lot of your San Diego people, right? You know what I mean? San Fran actually doesn't really have that great of weather like the city of San Fran. That's nah, really small but out yeah, outside of San Fran does. So, um, yes, I do talk to a lot of folks from, from California. I talk to a lot of people from, like, Seattle, Washington, too, though. Is that too, just though, a semi-brag? Like, you're like, uh, yes, no, I, I do talk with a lot of people from California. No, that's not a brag at all, dude. If you're, if, you're, if you're recruiting software engineers and you don't talk to people who are in San Francisco, you're just doing it wrong. Um, but I, I talk to people in Seattle, too, right? So like, you know what I mean? Like, Seattle is just, like, Seattle's like, a little misty. Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, kind of always raining there. And so I'm just like, I don't know, man. Is it is it really that much worse over here in Boston? Honestly, I, that's snow, my ideal weather. Cool. Slightly overcast all the time. <laughs> like, Perfect like, vest in jeans weather. Like, don't try too hard. Don't be too sunny. Yeah, you know like, what I, mean? what? I don't want to, okay, like, Mr. feel like Sunshine. I have to go outside. What's you with know? you shining all the time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tone yeah. it down a, couple a little of bit. Nice You're out of 10. We there. need you out of 2. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Garb, how's the... uh? How's the great state of Maine up there, big guy? It's pretty hot up here too, but I'm loving it. Got in eight. I got in 36 holes of disc golf yesterday, um, and of course <laughs> you and I had a nice, nice golf golf outing. We did have um, a great golf outing. Had a great golf outing. Yeah. Um, I gave Rich six strokes on 18 yeah, holes, which fuck. means I if we if I won by six, we would have tied. Yeah, but I won by seven, baby. Made a yeah. putt. It was it. it was brutal. <laughs> Let's the go, the Ryan. 17th hole was it was it was a bad it was a really bad hole for me. My 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 shot off the tee box where I really made a mistake, and this is where I lost the match. Is we were playing with we we ended up getting paired up with with two with two guys, and they ended up being really chill. And they choose the 16th hole to bet on us playing each other, right? And so my first shot off the tee box on 16, which is a par three. It goes off to the right. Any other time, I would just take that shot, right? Worst case is to drop over there. You'll get out of it. But I'm like, I have hit this green. Like, you know, I could do this, right? And so I want to go again. Second shot is, like, definitely worse. So I use my mulligan. It's a Chase Baruti situation. Right. right. <laughs> I, I use my mulligan on 16. Had I saved my mulligan, the next tee box, I end up, I end up losing the ball. So I have to drop no matter what. And so, had I had my mulligan, I could have, I could have played that. He wouldn't have gotten the stroke on me. You, you did have a like, like Phil Mickelson shot out of the sand on mm, seventeen sexy, to dude. save your that ass. Was sexy, so, baby. I, you know, yeah. Um, but it was good. It was good. We we played good. You played really well. You played really well. Um, like you, you've, you know, you're like a if you play yeah, if you play mid nineties, you you had a good day on the course. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm satisfied. But but yeah. you know, admittingly, I played this. I played that course the day before, which is even sadder. Um, and I hit a I hit a 96, and you still you still would have beat me from from a straight score perspective. So you're playing some good golf these days. Um, it was cool. We, those guys were really chill, which is always great. Like I hate getting paired with stiffs on the golf course. It's just like it's just makes your day miserable. Excuse me, sir. Can you mark your ball? Oh. Yeah, I know. It just sucks. So those guys were really chill. Um, they were definitely better golfers than us. So, you know, that's also a thing. Um, couple of questions that we actually grabbed a beer with them after a question that they brought up that I thought was really interesting. Cause I didn't know that this was like a, like a conversation was Nick, do you have mustard on hot dogs? Oh, hundred percent. 
See, I'm 100% no. I would never put mustard on a what? hot dog. So what do you put mustard on? I thought it was ketchup. On? Just ketchup. I, I think we were... I thought the argument was, would you put ketchup? No, the argument was mustard. I, sp- I, I actually wrote it down in my notes because I was like, I, I actually want to ask Nick. So so you do have mustard on your hot dog. Oh, yeah. I'm like a big loaded up hot dog I bet guy, you're, so... a re- you're a sick motherfucker. I bet oh, you, I you do relish, relish too. Oh, oh God. Dude, get good, the fuck out of here. Lord. That's disgusting. Bro, Barbie, are I like you a mustard have, guy? Like... I think I think the more common question to ask is, do you put ketchup on your hot dog? I think if you don't put ketchup common. on a hot dog, you're honestly a psychopath. Yeah, I yeah, Garby, I, I I tried to let you let that go, and you you harped on that. No, so mustard I, is much more of like a I don't a think everybody. No, I I disagree. I think ketchup is like a very definitive line. I feel where like, like a lot of people don't even like mustard straight up. Like just like I'm all set, I can eradicate mustard from this earth. What? I'm telling you right Dude, now. Dude, what are you going to dip more, your soft pretzel in? way more controversial. I don't really, like, I. so I will do, like, if mustard's, like, a recommended condiment and, like, in some sort of dish. Like, I don't mind mustard, but, like, I don't really, like, choose to put it on stuff that's coming to me plain. Uh, like, I wouldn't not out, eat something because it I has some I mustard used, on it. Mustard is like, definitely an underutilized condiment, I would say. Always on the dogs, always on the burgers, turkey sandwich, Now, a honey show. mustard. A honey mustard. I, like, I again, not in love with it, but I could get down with a honey mustard. On a hot dog? No, not a hot dog. Uh, not a hot dog, just in general. Well, a honey mustard is, like, great for, yeah, yeah chicken, chicken fingers, fingers or even a pretzel, as previously stated, but I don't know. Mustard, I feel like, is very wide. Like, I put honey mustard under the mustard umbrella. It is wow. Mustard. Okay. Well, if you are one of our very few <laughs> wow. followers on okay. Twitter, <laughs> if you're one of our very few followers on Twitter, please tweet at us and let us know if you're a, if you're a mustard on a hot dog guy or gal. Honestly, or gal. after this, I'll throw up an Instagram post. Or when uh, the when the episode drops. Yes, that would be great. Thank you, Nick. Nice job, dude. Wow, cool. Way to be on that social meets. Um, the second topic that came up, and we actually got into this big, and Nick, I know you'll have an opinion. Where an opinion does everything? Okay. Anyways, where does Kobe fall on your all time? Ooh. And we like had a conversation um... about this. One of them puts LeBron hmm. over my MJ, so like, I mean, r- right there, like, okay, so out, who, but, yeah, throw his clown? opinion out. Let but... me guess, he's from Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just like me and Garb, big Jersey boys. Um, wow, I really wish you told me about this when we were like taking all that time planning. Do you want to think about it? We, can, we I'll come back well, to the closeout. No, because we're going to be talking about other stuff. Truthfully, he is. He might not like rank up there statistically. I mean, I'm sure he's close, but like I put him no worse than like fifth best all time. So at, like, I have any... him at three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm trying to think like if you're gonna. I mean, if you're going to come at me, you obviously have MJ, like in no particular order after MJ. MJ's a goat. But then after that, I kind of lump in like a group of players, and he was such a good winner that I feel like it kind of vaults him into that discussion. But I feel like you have like a Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like a Tim Duncan, a Kobe, a Shaq, maybe even Wilt Chamberlain. You always forget about Tim yeah. Duncan was a savage. That's and like, what you always forget about. That's one, too, that people, they're kind of like, oh, he, like, won a lot and was, like, with Greg Popovich. But, like, he statistically doesn't no, measure dude. up. And then you look at his stats and you're, you're like, like, oh, Tim Duncan shit. was a savage, dude. Timmy Stop. D, don't, like, don't put disrespect. up monster numbers. So I feel like he kind of falls in that that line and – or that bracket, excuse me. And so I feel like I would put him – he would definitely be in my top five even though I just listed – more than four players for that two through four slotting. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, what's new? Anything I, new? Wait, boys? out of curiosity, where did they put Kobe? I, These so, two guys. Go ahead, Garb. This one guy put him at number two all time. I di- which I don't hate. I don't hate. Honestly, also. that's yeah. Like I don't hate. I don't Magic, hate. another one I did not. I t- Bird, Larry Bird, obviously. <laughs> like those are all. I guys think it's. That- I think it's tough, like, with LeBron, I don't know, with LeBron, like, doing what he was doing before the COVID, it's, like, tough for me to not put him at two now, but, like, I, 
honestly, like if you're arguing Kobe at two, I'm not arguing back. I really am not. I like that. I like that take to be honest. So, um, I have him squarely at three. Like, so one guy had him at two. Where the other guy have him? I one of them. I Garb didn't one of them have him. We were kind of drunk. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we yeah we definitely a little drunk. We Ubered. We Ubered. Um. We one of them I want to say had him out of the top five and like I was like I just won't listen to you like that doesn't even make sense. Well, no, so I, that's I when like sense, no, that's if he puts 10, him if he puts him 10. seventh, I'm not gonna be like like out of those guys I, I just know. listed. I hate that take. Yeah, but guy, you can't recency bias is a thing. You just For gotta, sure. Like, do do we really know that we never actually saw Kareem Abdul-Jabbar play? We yeah, but the game Will was Chamber also play. I think the competitiveness now is a lot higher. I would say. Yeah, but it's like, and you can get into like a bunch of different permutations where like, for instance, not to kind of like bring it to these two guys, but like between like Shaq and Kobe, like Kobe made it might have had like a more elongated career, like and was more successful on the tail end of it. But like as far as like sheer dominance, like Shaquille O'Neal was a much more dominant player. Well, yeah, Kobe. I don't know if anybody was as dominant as Shaquille O'Neal was. When well, he that's was what at his best. So like, if even, you're telling even me, even MJ, I would argue like, I mean, there was a time, especially when when Shaq was coming off of Orlando and like the first few years in in um, LA, like I just do you get how could you stop that? The yeah. guy broke a backboard in the playoffs. Like that's I'm just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean. I'm just ta- I'm just thinking on Garby's line of thinking, and if you if someone argues to me and they're like, I put Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, LeBron James, and then like Shaq, Kareem, Tim Duncan, Will Chamberlain, like any of those guys, and then I put Kobe after them, like I'm not going to be like, wow, you're an idiot. That's such a dumbass take. Like I think that yeah, that's very reasonable. I, just yeah, like you I, said, again, it's reasonable not, to put Kobe. I'm not knocking that's why I think. Door, but no, but I think I that that's, that that kind of shows that like I think spots like two through seven are like you have that grouping of players and there's like fluctuation within them. Now, if he's like, yeah, Kobe's not like a top ten guy, then get out of here. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just think he's still squarely five. But I, again, I'm not I'm not gonna like knock down your door if you think he's lower than five. I just like I'm just kind of like we clearly value different things when looking at a basketball player if, if you think he's lower than five so um okay cool all right I, I wanted to get that out of the way what's anything else going on garb anything new over your oh man your just freaking sports are starting back up and i'm very well, you excited just bought a card bro that's yeah, big time dude. what about that i, I was trying to i was trying to volley too. volley that i know Oh, I didn't Come hear on, that. I didn't Podcast see that in the notes, Literally, Ryan Garvey in the nicely. last calendar year has gotten married. He, like, he is, like, like, yeah, like, him and his wife are expecting child, bought a house, bought a new car. Like, the dude is making moves right now. Dude, 20, moving and shaking. Yeah. 2020 hit Honestly, a lot of people yeah, hard. 2020 might be some people looked 2020 <laughs> in the face and said, go fuck yourself. And that somebody was Ryan A. Garvey. We're taking it over. You'll find out what the A is at the end. (laughs) Today, over half my student loans were forgiven. Let's fucking go. Yo, dab it up, baby. Nice job, dude. The teacher loan forgiveness. Wow, good for you, big dog. We're like, all right, let's buy a car and just, you know, finance that. We're good. We'll go right back to where (laughs) we're Right back in debt. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's good. It's good. That's funny. Um, We just got a, a RAV4, which, you know, reliable. I'm a big reliable guy. I'm a big Toyota guy. I saw my Camry at 280,000 miles. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, you're that Classic. guy that's like, I have my 1995 Toyota Camry, and there's 397,000 miles on it, and it still <laughs> runs great. Yeah, it's, 2000, it's 2006. <laughs> but, yeah, it's still running great. But uh, So we went to RAV4. Um, yeah, and so we're excited that's about that. That's good reviews and everything. Is this a like commitment Toyota. towards a, a Toyota family for you guys? Like, are you? Yeah, he's 100%. 100%. I could have told you that for sure. Big time. And Nick, what's. We looked at we looked at the Acadia, Rich. Nothing against the Acadia. That was a good one. I loved. I, I, so, funny story. When I brought my GMC to get fixed the last time, they let you. So, like, they do this thing when you bring it to the dealership. They're like, hey, you know what? We're going to need it for a little while. We don't want you to be without a car. We're going to loan you a car, you know, uh-huh. your your car. Like, it's just going to be, like, whatever, a demo. And I get there, and they're like, hey, we're all out of GMCs. I'm like, okay, no big deal. I can go a couple days without a car. They're like, no, 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 no. 
just take this fully loaded Acadia, which is like the step up from the terrain, which is what I have. And I drive the Acadia around, and I swear I, I was like, I literally was this close to going back in and being like, if I traded her in today, like, what could I get for her? Like, what, <laughs> how, how can I get into this Acadia? I, think I know. Sweet. They're like, yeah, well, we have this model. And you're like, no, I wanted this specific one mm-hmm. that I just sat no, on. I literally don't want to take the keys out of the ignition. Like, just tell me what I need to sign. <laughs> like, But um, resisted, resisted. Uh, Nick, what's going on with you, man? Anything new? Not really. Having a great hair day today. All right. All right, interesting. Cool. cool. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'm just getting getting ready. I'm sweating my ass off over here in South Boston, uh, getting ready for the move up to up to Portsmouth. Um, just ordered boxes off of Amazon. Going to try to pack one box a day. So that's the goal. We'll see how that goes. Something I wonder tells how, me be... how many days we'll be procrastinated before yeah, he packs the first I'm box. I, yeah, it's really starting to feel like I'm just going to pack like 100% on the 10th, um, which is like not ideal. So uh, they're coming very, very early in the morning on the 11th. And I think I have to be there. All um, nighter on the 10th, baby. Let's go. Or on the 12th. They're going to come very early on the 12th. So I can I, I can pack on the 11th, too, after we close in the morning. But, yeah. I just get a um, – I just got – before this, I just get a call from my dad. And so before I bought this place – this is actually the first house I looked at. And then I looked at a bunch of other houses. And I was pretty sure I wanted to buy the house that I ended up putting an offer in on. And so I, I my dad lives in D.C. And I, I call my dad. And I'm like, hey, man, like I need you to come up. I, I'm buying a house, like, you know – I want you to see it before I pull the trigger. It's like, all right, he makes it happen. He comes up. Um, and I, I wanted to see a couple of houses because I, you know, I wanted to get his opinion, right? And so we go to this first house that's right downtown. It's actually, if you guys know where Carrie lives, it's literally like maybe 200 yards closer to downtown. And it's a small little house and whatever. And like you guys um, you know, I, I don't know how well you know my dad, like a little bit, right? But like he's, he can Me and be Chris like are tight. Yeah, he gets like I'm I'm dramatic. I don't get that from my mother. I'll tell you that right now, right? And so, you know, my dad walks in. He's just like, you know, this this we we walk up. First thing, the woman's like all like kind of hoity-toity. The 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 uh, realtor who's selling it, she's all like, yeah. I mean, like we have like 30 showings today. I just had to do like an open house. Like she's just like you know talking like her shit don't stink because it's so close to Portsmouth, so it's a hot hot spot. Um, and so she goes, oh, excuse me, sir, talking to my dad and goes, um, do you mind putting booties on your boot? Like the little, like, um, like the little, like blue wraparound things that go yeah, on so you don't get COVID. dirt and thing. And so he's like, nope, but I'll take my boots off. So he takes his boots off. That's like a five minute process, right? He walks, he walks into the house. First thing is it slopes down, right? Like you can tell that there's been an addition. So it slopes down. So, you know, he's like, he's like, Whoa, a little bit of a dip here. Right. And we get into the living room. Right. <laughs> That's and I'm, such a dad thing to say. Oh yeah. It's, it's so dad, right? Whoa, whoa. Oh, better watch your step here, son. You know? And so where I'm about to go upstairs and he, so he just walks into the living room. Right. And he goes, Richie. And I go, I turn around. He goes, puts his hand on top of the ceiling because the ceilings are really low and he goes he goes uh richie and i'm like yeah what and he's like son if you can put your hand on the ceiling it ain't the house for you right and so he's trashing <laughs> he's just, he's trashing this house right he's trashing this house we get into the car right and like me and my dad and our family are famous for just bickering back and forth back and forth just like him and his father are and so we're bickering the whole way there and i'm trying to explain to him the value of being that close to downtown right and he's like that's a house for an investor that's not a house for a young professional richie you're a young professional i'm like listen i know i'm a young professional you don't need to tell me i'm a young professional right and so we argue back and forth. I get this call from him because he does real estate. And what he does is he tries to find houses where like either people are under or it's like a really good deal or something like that. Right. And he tries to, you know, get in there and, and flip them's the wrong word, but for lack of a better word, right. Flip them. And so he calls me, he goes, Hey, you know, he's like, son, uh, did you ever ask your realtor if they sold that other house? And I'm like, why do you want, like, why do you want, he's like, I was just curious, you know, that, that other realtor was just, she was, you know, she was acting all like the place was going to go so fast, you ever sell it, and I'm like, why, are you interested, and he's like, no, I didn't say that, I didn't say that, this dude's going to try to come in here and swoop up and buy this house closer to Portsmouth, <laughs> can you believe that, the nerve, dude, 
I was just like sitting here. I'm like, dads, like I love them, but like they're mad annoying sometimes. He's like, Rich, I'm not a young professional. I'm an investor. Nick, Nick, if he did it, if he did it, which he he probably won't, right? But like if he did it, that would literally be his argument is that I would be like, dad, you and me argued for like three miles up the road and you essentially made me swear I wouldn't try to buy that house. And you come around and buy it. He go, I told you I wasn't for a young professional. It's for an investor. I'm an investor. That's exactly what he would say. It's word for word. So I don't know. But Funny. yeah, I thought you guys would like that. Um, all right, cool. Well, hey, folks, we're jumping into um, a, a quick schedule in the month of August. So we had a decision to make where it was essentially like, okay, we're either going to drop like one episode in August or we're going to drop four episodes in like not August three or three. August, one of them will be in September, but like it'll be close September. And we obviously decided to give you more content because we know you're we're just going three episodes, baby. Let's go. You're just chomping at the bit. All right. And so we're going to be doing an episode this week. We're going to be doing a. We're going to try to make it shorter. We'll see how it goes. Um, episode we're next at freaking week. Twenty one um, minutes on the intro. <laughs> right, and then we do twenty minutes on the intro every time. And then we're going to do uh, that's not on that's not on accident, by the way. Uh, and then we're going to do uh, an episode at the end of August, uh, and then it'll be like one the week after that as well. So um, a lot of content coming your way. Uh, this week we're going to be talking a little bit about the Bruins and a little bit about the Red Sox in that reverse order, actually, just to kind of get jacked up. They're both uh, – the the Bruins are not back yet. The Red Sox are back. Bruins come back at the end of the month? <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. They officially start play. Um, I'm just – I, I got to tell you guys. Garby is sorry, absolutely folks. Garby's literally just housing like, a Chipotle his, burrito. So like, right his now. wife, dude, his pregnant wife bites. brought him Chipotle and two seltzers. <laughs> Look at him. He is a freaking python. He unhinges that bottom jaw. I don't know how you fit that all in there, baby. That's why I can. That's a garbage thing. <laughs> I haven't actually had. I haven't had Chipotle since COVID. I need to make. They a call them the garbage disposal. That's so true. Um, all right. Anyway, so we're doing. Uh, we're doing some Red Sox. We're doing some Bruins. Um, and then next week we're going to be doing some Celtics. Uh, we got a history episode in the making for you, um, which will be great. And uh, then we have a few events that are happening between now and uh, essentially September. Um, and and we'll be talking about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot. Thanks, that, baby. Got- hey, let me honestly, dude, you suck at it. Hey, boys, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> uh, so glad you asked, Nick. This episode's all over the place. Um, I am drinking Coot by um, uh, Night Shift Brewing. It's their hard seltzer. Uh, you guys know I've been trying to been trying to you know shed the pounds a little bit, get a little healthier. So I'm trying to drink some seltzers, those 90 calories, and. Uh, Night Shift makes their own. Actually, actually, there's like a couple of places that are getting into the hard seltzer. I had one. I had another company. I can't remember what it was. But anyways, these these craft breweries, breweries are, are starting to make hard seltzer. So um, Hoot, which is a, a hoot to drink, if you will. Um, and I got so it's raspberry funny lime to right drink. Now. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a hoot. Get it? It's a pun intended. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's just a terrible pun. All right, cool. Not not all the jokes land. It's all good. Uh, anyway, so that's what I'm drinking. What are you boys drinking over there? I got a Corona seltzer, which I'm not I a love, big fan of. I the, love it's just the Corona seltzers. I'm a, yeah, I think they're kind of flavorless. I don't. I think they're lacking. Really, flavor. I think they're kind of sweet. Really, that's odd. Nick, what's good? What are you drinking ah, over there? I'm pounding back a uh, another Winter Hill special. Ever wow, since we tried the, become, uh, you just become a hillhead. <laughs> you just make that up on the spot yeah i did right off the spot baby um Let's go. so this is their mosaic i haven't IPA. had that one um and an it IPA is place. it's like pretty good. good yeah no so that's what when i was looking through their beers they had like a, a mini shelf of the winter hill and there was like seven or eight like ipas with Deepas, and I was just looking for a pale ale, and I couldn't find it. I mean, this is really good, but I was like, ah, I wish they made a pale ale. I don't know if they do or not, but yeah, uh, we definitely got to make it out there. I, I definitely want to go go there live, if you will. Um, it's it's good beer for sure. Um, all right, so we're gonna try this one more time. We're gonna be talking about the Red Sox and the Bruins. We're gonna start with the Red Sox. Goal of this is just to get a quick update on the sport, and then talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on with the teams. 
um, and and kind of what's what's good. Uh, Garb, I think you're taking us through the quick four one one State of the Union on the MLB, right? Yes, sirs. All right. So the MLB, hit it, baby. Major League Baseball is back. Okay. Let's There's been some complications with the COVID situation, but I think we're gonna get through the season. Um, so it's a sixty game season, going from one hundred and sixty something to sixty games, cutting the season by. Uh, a little bit more than a third of the games, or down to a third of the games. So, we have expanded playoffs for the 2020 season. Ooh, expanded. We have 16 teams total, eight per league, eight from the American League, eight from the National League, first and second place in each division, make the playoffs. And the seventh and eighth seeds will be uh, the remaining teams with the best record. So, basically, two third ba- two. two Third place teams in the National American League will be making the playoffs. In the playoffs, there are no first round buys. All right. Everybody plays. Number one seed down to the number eight seed plays. Let's get it on. No first round buys in a best of three series played at the higher seeds home stadium. Wow. Okay. So they're looking at it as if home field advantage is going to give an advantage. My point of view, I don't think home field advantage is obviously as valuable without fans. So you don't different playoffs. I feel like I I feel like in not as much. Not as much. It's not because you're in. You're like you're not in your home. But like I feel like if you're playing at your stadium, like that would be an advantage. Well, yeah, I said not as much. Okay, all right. right? You're still having a slight advantage because you're in your hey, Rich, clean out those ears, guy. Right, but I agree. Thank you. Hey. Um, so got me we going. are on to the the New England that was team, a real Boston hoot. Red Sox. We're sorry, guys. We're sorry. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> you just want me and Rich to rib for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just rub it out. Just rub one out. Sorry, you were saying the Red Sox go. Um, Red Sox uh, pitching is a problem. I think that is the number one thing <laughs> that Their pitching is most people horrible. are talking about. Um, so their number one pitcher was uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. He got COVID. Who got COVID. He has some heart complications, so he's basically, he's out for the year. Nathan Evaldi, good starter, probably a number two or three on any team, but he's their number one. And then from there you have Martin Perez, which might be like a four or five on any other team. And then from there, it's you think Evaldi's like a one or two. is a is a one or a two on any other team. No, he's like a two or a three, no, a he two. said. A two, a, two. a two or a three. Okay. Two or a three. Yeah, again, yeah. hey, Rich, I think you Dude, need to I, clean out that, that other wax, ear. Bro. It's that earwax, bro. Do you need me to speak louder? I'm sorry. No, you got it, dude. You're doing a great job. Okay, all right, great. Right. Um, But in my, my personal opinion, and I don't know what you guys think about this, I think their lineup is good enough to be a top eight out of 15 team in the American League. I think they can sneak into the playoffs. I mean – and if one of these guys can come through as a starting pitcher, you can get past the first round. You can. Um, I think it's possible in baseball. So I don't know what you guys think about that, especially with a three-team, three-game first round. Um, I think their their lineup hasn't been that great so far, right? But I mean, theoretically, theoretically, it'll it'll come back around. Is so I understand what you're saying too, but the problem with the shortened season is, like most of the time given baseball's lengthy schedule, the law of averages play out. And so I would agree with you that, yeah, their lineup will eventually show up at some point and get hot over the course of 162. But if they're only playing 60 games here and they've already started in a pretty... So, so far their schedule has been pretty easy. They played the Orioles and the Mets and they have done terribly. They've won one game so far. And so they have like Tampa and the Yankees coming up where... They have already dug themselves a mini hole that unless you all of a sudden just like flip some switch and go on a tear against the Yankees in Tampa, then they're going to be cooked already. Yeah. Um, I also just like, do you feel like pitchers have the upper hand in the beginning of the season or do you feel like hitters have the upper hand in the beginning of the season? Because I feel, I feel like pitchers um, do. Well, I don't think either. I think it's... I don't know. Either I guess I would say I, I kind of I agree with like you because like a hitter needs like to get. More, 
more about like like hit streaks like after the season's kind of gotten going and like whatnot. And so, well, yeah, I would say that like a lot of the times they need to get into some sort of groove. Yeah. But I think that this season, for the most part, it's kind of moot because it's not like they were able to really like train a ton or go through their normal like workout and preparing schedule for the season with like the pandemic going on. Everyone was kind of starting from ground zero, so I feel like yeah, but you I don't only know have sixty games, so you really only have what is technically the beginning of a season, right? Like, I mean, you have a little more than a third of a season. So, if for some reason, I and I don't, I don't know, right? Like, I don't watch enough baseball to like definitively say this, but if you're like, you know, theoretically saying no, pitchers generally have a one up on hitters and are generally like the higher performing group at the beginning of a season, then, I mean, theoretically, they're going to have that edge for the majority of what is a season this year. Um, and so if you have a shitty lineup, but you have, or if you have a shitty bullpen, but you have a good lineup, that doesn't really do you really good unless your lineup starts hitting, like, bonkers off the bat, which the Red Sox are not doing, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with Garby's take that just given the team on paper, like, their lineup should absolutely be good enough to make the playoffs. Like, their lineup, truthfully, is, I mean, while it's not, like, the best in the league, like, the Yankees are absolutely filthy, but there's not, like, a ton of teams that I would put over the Red Sox, like, from a pure offensive standpoint, if all their players are in and healthy. Um, but and this, this, like, but this, like, start to this, I mean, hey, listen, small sample size, right? But it's a bigger sample percentage this year than it ever has been. Well, that's like the thing. It's already start. like a like it's a tenth Hendy's of the season. Over fourteen, like that. You know what I mean? Like, does does that shitty start kind of concern you? Yeah. No. I mean, like I said, everything is multiplied like x amount because of the shortened schedule. So they've you can be like, yeah, they're one in five, but that's literally a tenth of the season. Like there. Yeah, I I think they could still make. What I'm saying is they could make the playoffs with a 500 record. I think it's possible. You think they're going to be – so from here on out, you think that they're going to be 500? Sure. Yeah, I think they could be 500. I mean, they could. No way. Right? Like, they could go – I feel like baseball is a momentum sport, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you, – you, you I know, and they already play, have – You need to catch a streak of, like th- – I mean, again, this is a big – you're saying a big thing this year, but, like, you need to catch a streak of – of 30 games essentially where you where you start to dominate and like if you don't any team if you don't then you're gonna have yeah. more time no and that's what i i agree because a lot of teams like these teams so the red sox for instance two years ago when they won the world series like they st- remember they started out like gangbusters like they were like i know that's they, what i'm no 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 they started out fantastic wait the, the, were they the one they just two years ago I no i'm saying that they started shitty they were starting really shitty the red sox yeah. Uh, all right. Maybe no. Sorry. So they they started out two years ago. They were like, I want to say they were like twenty and one or something. Am I thinking or of like the World Series before that? So, no. So you're thinking of the Nationals last year. The Nationals were like very, I don't want to say very bad, but they were a pretty decent way out of the playoffs, like almost halfway through the season, and then they went on an absolute tear. Okay. So. And that kind of disproves my point, but I was just saying how the Red Sox started out so hot and then kind of like didn't tread water, but they really played like only slightly better than 500 baseball, but they had such a lead at the beginning. And so to kind of tie it into your point where like baseball is a very big momentum sport and the Red Sox have already started out so poorly. So their momentum is going bad and it's not like they're like if they were losing these games, like three to one or something they could be like yo our lineup's gonna like turn it around and it's not like the lineup has been raking but they've been putting up like four or five runs here and there and their pitching is just getting absolutely smoked so a lot of times i feel like to get out of that slump you need that like ace where you're like yo chris sale is coming up and like we know he's not gonna blow where Mm -hmm. they don't have that guy in the pitching rotation so it's like I don't know, as the hitters, they kind of go up and I feel like they're probably getting a little like depressed being like, oh, like, I wonder what triple A bum we have pitching tonight. Like, is, does it really even matter? We're not going to make this. And I feel like that like permutates the whole team. I don't know. Do the Red Sox blow I don't this know. year? So I think I think this year 
the mentality is probably different because of the expanded playoffs. But I just want you to note that I said they could make the playoffs. I don't want you, you to said think, that they absolutely. I'm not will. saying. I think you bet both of us. But let's run the no, tape. No, I said they they are able to make the playoffs. You just bet us your new car. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I got wax surprised. You know, so I, you know, here here's like a thought that I think like could potentially that uh, I heard on the sports radio about the Patriots that could potentially be a thing for the Sox, I, I guess, too, um, is they were talking about how a lot of the Patriots players who have uh, pulled out of the season have won, a, have won a Super Bowl and have, like, also gotten paid to a certain extent. And so it's kind of like, why risk the season? You've won already, won multiple for them, right? Like, you know, um, Hightower is one of those guys. Patrick Chung is one of those guys. Um, so you've won multiple, uh, the guard that I think Cannon, uh, the guard is one of those guys, um, you've won multiple Super Bowls and you've gotten paid to a certain extent. So it's like, why risk it? Do you think the Red Sox are, I mean, I guess I don't know enough about who's in and who's out for the Red Sox and, and who was also there for the last world series. But do you think the Red Sox are experiencing a little bit of that? Honestly, I think that they kind of just suck. I think that's what they were experiencing last year. Like, I think they were kind of resting on their laurels and they're like, oh, we won the World Series last year. We're so good. We can just like turn it on whenever. And they were never really ever able to turn it on this year, dude. I mean, again, their lineup is very good, but like their their pitching staff is just so bad that I. So the reason they're bad is because Chris Sale's injured and uh, Eduardo Rodriguez is out for the year. Otherwise, they would be pretty solid. Dude, you you literally just talked about, I mean, granted, he did not have a good year last year, but prior to last year, probably a top three pitcher in baseball. And then Eduardo Rodriguez, a guy who really kind of came into his own last year and won 20 games. So you're like, hey, without these potential two 20-game pitchers, you know, it's things like, you got to kind of look on the bright side. Like no, that's like that's saying if you I took out it. the. T- that's not how I took it. I think he's saying exactly what, you what you're saying. He's saying just, they're missing these two the massive pieces. That's why they suck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying they that's suck because they don't have Barbie those said. two pitchers. That's no, but you I were said. like, if they. I mean, no, if they did have those guys, they would be decent. But I think that that's like a big. That's like, oh, yeah, like. You guys are saying the same thing. You're saying the exact same thing. He's agreeing with you. He's saying those are like massive pieces to lose and that's why they they blow okay i thought you were more like making a case for an idiot no i thought you were saying you were like yeah like you know what i mean like it's just about the slotting for everybody like you said like of all these probably a number three starter and you have him as your number one starter so in an ideal world if you have chris sale and then eduardo rodriguez and then of all these your third starter like yeah that's a pretty good rotation i like that rotation I said the reason they suck Fight. is because they don't have Chris Sale Fight. and Eduardo Rodriguez. Fight. If they had them, Fight. they would be Fight. an easy, easy in for the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah, no shit, dude. What? I feel so, like you guys are Rich, arguing about no, nothing right Rich now. Rich just no. Rich just brought up the fact that Patriots are sitting because of COVID, mm-hmm. and I said no. That is not the reason these two players yeah. are sitting. If they had these two players, yeah. they would be good. But that is not the reason they are sitting. Correct. So it is not the same reason. That the Patriots, like, it's not the same situation as the Patriots. Yeah, that's yeah not, you answered the question. Yeah, the, I was question, the question was, are they experiencing any of that? And you answered the question, no, they are not. If they had these players who are not sitting because of those purposes, they would be good to go. Right. Yeah, gets passionate about two Clean things, Meadow ears. and baseball, Well, because if you, you have to listen, dude. You have to listen. Like, I'm telling – I literally <laughs> – was responding to what Rich said, and you're like, the earwax the is literally overflowing out of Rich's ears. You've been, you've been on edge on the I'm golf not course. I just, on edge about I just Meadow. want you to listen. Just listen, dude. We're sorry. Yo. As he just back. pounds back. Papa hasn't seltzer. had enough seltzers tonight. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's put that hot topic to bed. Oh, actually, last question. Nick, you had a take about the draft pick. Do you think they're coming oh, out with a good draft pick? So... No, that was my overriding point was that this season matters kind of the same in regards to like drafting order next year. And as far as like being under like not to. Yeah. So like not to get into the like nitty gritty, but they're technically over the luxury tax. And so if they're like under the luxury tax for a certain amount of time, then they can then like not get taxed 
extra amount the following year. So like this year they're under the luxury tax and a lot of people are bitching at them because they obviously traded away David Price. They traded away Mookie Betts. And they're like, you didn't bring any like real big names in to kind of help. And from this standpoint, I do agree. Like the Boston Red Sox literally print money. So being over the luxury tax shouldn't really hinder them like that. Um, they're kind of like with the Yankees and Dodgers on teams that really shouldn't have like a, a budget as far as payroll goals. But if this season, if you can suck for 60 games instead of 162 and wind up with like a top five draft pick next year and they get under the luxury tax and can go out in this offseason and spend big again, um, then that's like something as a fan I'm not super upset about. But because I mean, truthfully, at this point, I kind of hope that they tank because I have tried to watch like the Red Sox games because they've been real, the real first sport that's had like actual result mattering games. Um, and I inevitably always wind up turning it off just because they're essentially getting blown out or just kind of sucking. Yeah. Um, I mean, Red Sox are like absolutely like my like they're just right now, like Bleacher Report Twitter team. Like I'll, I'll follow them on that and like just I'll know what's going on and I'll watch some highlights here and there. But like I just I don't know. I think like in general, like baseball is going to get is going to be hurt from that. Like their product in general, I think, is going to be hurt from this no, COVID I situation. I just think I don't know. Like I just don't like. Don't get me wrong before like everybody freaks out, but I understand that there's a lot of really big baseball fans out there and that still love the game and there's a huge strategy point behind it. But at the end of the day, you can't argue that baseball's been putting out an inferior product comparatively. It's literally called America's pastime and football has just blown by it. Basketball, same thing. I feel like hockey's well on its way, to be completely honest with you. Hockey's just like hockey's fun to watch these days, man. Especially like because you've had like cities like chicago you've had cities like pittsburgh like like in like you know tampa bay's lit right like caps just one like you just i feel like they just have a lot going on right now in a lot of really good cities and it's just exciting to watch hockey and so like i don't know i'm not dying to watch a baseball game unless i'm going to fenway park which is it's completely own experience and that's not going to happen anytime soon and even when we go to Fenway Park we always joke how we're like trying to go up to like the you know top of the bleacher bar and like essentially watch the game from like a tv which is hilarious at the end of the day but yeah it gets like the sixth inning and you're like so beers beers we can get some cheaper food yeah like like, yeah i think yeah i think the mlb has not been doing enough to at like market their star players like so but i don't think their star players are like super marketable but they could be mike trout could be mark he's probably gonna go down as one of the best baseball players of all time um, and yeah, I feel but like that's he's like not a, a household name at all. Yeah, but also like Mike Twout, Mike Trout is a stink. Wow, that was like a Parks and Rec. Twout, Twout, Twout. I was gonna leave um, it alone. You had to. <laughs> no, self burn. But um, I don't know, man. He's ind- indistinguishable from like another dude on the street. Really, like he, I don't know. He doesn't offer a lot of personality. You're saying his like, personality. You're saying his personality. That's because they don't off. market him. That's because they don't market it. That's. Well, I yeah. So there's there's marketing people, and then there's people who are are not really marketable because they don't really have a desire to do that. And the question is, is Mike, Mike Trout one of those people? Um, no, I think it's the MLBs. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I like agree. not just Mike Trout. There's plenty of other players. They do not put enough on. They don't market their star players enough. Moogie Betts is another guy who, like, every time I hear him talk, I feel like he's pretty interesting and, like, could be marketable. I mean, I don't know how good or bad of a guy he is, but, like, at the end of the day, I don't, like, when Moogie Betts is doing interviews, I'm like, okay, all right, I can listen to this guy. He's coherent, like, whatever. Like, where? why not? Why not him? He's getting big contracts. He's doing big things. He was in one of the biggest baseball markets um, in the entire league um, until recently. And then he's in the Dodgers, again, another historically kind of great market. So I, I don't know. It, it's I just feel like they could be doing more, and I feel like this is going to be a big hit on baseball. I'm not saying they're going to get – I'm not saying baseball's over or like anything like that, but – Call it. I, I think they need to – Seriously, though, I think they need to think about the strategy. They need to switch up the game. I'm interested to see – there's a huge part of me that hopes COVID doesn't take down this season – because they're, I'm interested to see what the season looks like at the end of the day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, will people 
kind of care a little bit more about baseball because it's a, like a lot shorter. Like I'm wondering if at one point in time I'm going to catch myself saying, oh shit, the Red Sox have played 40 games already. Like season's almost over. Like I actually might want to watch a game or two because like I don't have a bazillion years to watch the Red Sox because there's 160 games, right? Like, so I don't know. It's interesting. Um, let's shift what we can here over to the Bruins. Um, Nick, this is your kind of territory. You want to give us that uh, quick state of the union on the NHL? Yeah, so NHL um, officially returning to play um, will be playing meaningful games August 1st. Um, and essentially the way that's working is normally it's seeds one through eight in the playoffs in both the Eastern and Western Conference. Um, they expanded it to 12 teams, um, teams that theoretically with the remainder of the regular season could have made the playoffs, um, like mathematically speaking. And what they're kind of doing is they're doing like a round. So try and stick with me. So seeds one through four in both conferences are doing like a round robin sort of tournament within those four. And that will then determine their seeding in the playoffs. So those are meaningful games. So for instance, the Bruins had the best record in the NHL prior to the shutdown they could, in theory, be going in as the fourth seed. Um, and I will kind of tackle that topic in, in in a little bit. But seeds 5 through 12 then play a best-of-five series amongst themselves to determine the remaining seeds in the playoffs. Make okay. sense? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, and so then after that best-of-five series, the teams kind of revert back best of seven series um standard nhl stanley cup playoffs so to kind of touch back on what i just mentioned about the one through four seating a lot of people have been like really vehemently sticking to oh the bruins got absolutely screwed here like they were the best team from wire to wire start to finish why are they not getting the number one seed they deserve that um, but then these are also the same people where when it was kind of proposed or like floated out into the ether that they were thinking of just making those like exhibition games or like not even having them play games. They were like, oh, wh like what? All these other teams like seed 12 is going to be, you know, playing NHL games and getting a groove and then they're going to get to play the Bruins and they're going to be ice cold. So first of all, the Bruins were the number one seed. So they have a pretty good fucking team. Okay, I don't want to cry, like hear any crying about any of that. Like if they were coming in cold, which they're not. Second of all, there is no home ice advantage. They're playing in two hub cities, Edmonton and Toronto, which are not their home rinks. So there should be no difference if you're the one seed versus the fourth seed. Really, like maybe your matchup gets a little worse, but this is the NHL where we have all seen that the eighth seed can go on a run and win the Stanley Cup. So, like, you make it into the playoffs. Like, I am a firm believer that the Stanley Cup playoffs is, like, the most difficult up-in-the-air playoffs out of all the four major sports. Um, you have, like, the most upsets in that one. And so I just really don't see how the home field advantage plays that much of a role. And to kind of just tie it back into the first point I made – all you have to do is not suck in the round-robin tournament and win one game against the Flyers, Caps, or Tampa, and you won't be the fourth seed. So, like, what? what's the beef? I'm just sick of all the people that are moaning and bitching about it, and I like the Bruins, it's th different their destiny's in their hands. It's different for everybody. Like, I think, especially when you're talking about you don't have home ice, like, it's what do you what is there what are you worried about right and I, I think some people are like well it, it matters who you're playing and like whatnot and I know hockey's one of those sports where it's like it's not like basketball where like 
9.99999 times out of 10, the best team wins. The Bruins were the best team last year, in my opinion. They should have won. They didn't, right? And so um, I get that. It's like, who are you Who are you facing? And, and it should matter. But, like, at the end of the day, like, it's different for everybody. This is COVID. Like, it's nobody else has dealt with this. It's not like you're getting screwed in some random situation, right? And so it's like kind of like also everybody's getting a fresh start. The per- Like, the team that wins, I think, honestly, in – pretty much every sport is first any team that has the talent good enough to beat the other teams yeah. in, in like a contest. So you have to have that, right? Is you have to actually have the talent, right? But two, the team that can deal with the COVID situation the best, the team that can like stay quarantined, the team that can like stay mentally strong, can stay conditioned is going to be the team that takes the dub at the end of the season. I think for all of the sports and I'm including football too, which like you know, you got to hope that eventually sometime during the football season we'll get some sort of vaccine. But, like, there's a lot of people who tell you that's don't don't hold your breath, right? And so I, I just think, like, that's going to be a massive factor. And, like, you should be really worried about, like, great is, like, Pasternak and, like, you know, you yeah, know all these so that's guys. A, that's are, a big one. All these kids, are they, are they staying quarantined, right? Like, I know, and I'm not banging on them. I'm, you know, I'm 29 years old, almost 30. It's quarantine's hard, right? Like it's it's hard, right? Not like being able to do the stuff that you want to do. It's definitely difficult. I think we're all still feel very blessed, right? So nobody's trying to complain about it. But like, you know, it's tempting to go out there and just like go do the normal shit. When you're if you're play if your job is to be like on the ice healthy and if you can't even if you have no symptoms, you can't be on the ice if you have COVID. Like one of your big things for a pro like athlete is like you need to you need to lock it up man and so like who's going to be able to do that and who's going to be able to stay mentally strong during that time who's going to be able to find the right ways to work out um and whatnot so not david Pasternak, that's for sure you know so i i don't know like we'll see right um i think that um the bruins it's it is a damn shame because i i feel like you made this take earlier this year right you have like kind of two teams that lose in the you know, who you have two teams that kind of lose in the championship. You have the team that like loses and like, you don't really hear from them. You know, because they get, they get punched in the mouth. They're like, Oh fight. You know, it wasn't a fight we wanted to be in. Right. Like, you know, you get your fans, like you get up all those bandwagon fans. You sell a bunch of jerseys, you sell a bunch of tickets, season tickets sell out the next season. You're fucking happy. You're off. Right. And then there's like those teams that are like, fuck that. And I'll actually throw Kansas city, chiefs in this bucket even though they didn't yeah. go to the ship i i will like they got punched in the mouth like last year and they came back oh, for sure loud this year right like they came back real fucking loud this year and so i think i felt that with the bruins man like again and, and you know you know you guys know like football rich talk football all day like basketball rich will talk basketball all day hockey all right i kind of know my way around it baseball like you know, it's a nice sport, like, you know what I mean? But I don't know a ton about it. Like, it, and so, like, I'm not pretending to be this big hockey guy, but I just, I don't know. I, I think that, I think the Bruins really felt like they were on that track to go back to the ship and, like, win it hands down. They were looking mean. I think a lot of people have been chirping during the off season and now about how this is kind of like, you know, their last run with this crew. And so they knew that. And so it was kind of like, fuck it, let's just throw it all on the on the table yeah totally agree and again like that's they still very much have that opportunity to finish the job so i just don't especially with a team with so much like veteran leadership i i don't want to hear any crying about it if they lose then that's on them they weren't good enough yeah i get it 100 percent with you um where do we where do they win or lose what do the bruins look like after this season Ooh, so because they contracts. got one big one, like who's like up on contract hitting for Tory Krug. Yeah, Krug. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. And like the big word on the street is that like Krug, like would come back, but like he's not. He's not. He's, like, he's probably he's not, not going to come yeah, back. He's not. Like, he's not looking to take a discount. And I don't. I don't really blame him. Like I never expect. I'm never one of those guys that's like, oh, you should have taken less money to stay with us. Like I feel like from the athlete's perspective. It's so like go and get yours because 
100%. Like for every time that there's like, oh, why don't you take less money? Like you're you're a Bruin. It's like 100%. that guy that is literally the next year, like he's like flipped to Edmonton. Well, not like, only that. You know what I like, mean? You know how many big contracts they're going to give to you after a year of sucking? Yeah. Zero. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not going to – it's not a two-way street, right? Yeah, and like, no, I think, totally. So you know, it, it is what it is. The Yeah, again, so not next season specifically, but – moving forward the Bruins are going to start to be in a big turnover um Tuka Rask is up not next year but at the end of next year um and he has already like started to hint about retirement Chara will be I think Chara is still actually I think next year might be Chara's last year and like realistically I, I think Chara's the dude's going to be 43 yeah, like done. You have Marshan, who's definitely not getting any younger. I think Patrice is going to be on the wrong side of 36 after next season. And so you really – and I said up, this last like year, and they Danny kind of Ainge. proved me wrong. Do you pull Danny Ainge or do you blow it up? It's not the same. It's like not no. – like hockey's very different. Yeah, I don't think that you would get the requisite ammunition for trading those guys. Even for like a Patrice and like a Marshan? I mean – you know, I, love I don't think they would trade Martian. I, I they should have traded Martian like two years ago, but they they missed that window. Even after last year, you feel that way? Oh, 100 percent. Oh, dude, I'm a big Martian guy. You know that. I know. I know Eric Clifford's a big Martian guy too. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the Bruins are going to win it. Personally, I still think they're going to win it. I think they're going to dub. I think they're going to dial in. I think their veterans are out out to get it, and I feel like they're a very mature and mean team um and i think that that's gonna be i think mental mental toughness is what is going to win you the season and i think they will be the most mentally tough team personally tampa you're going tampa or dark horse pick colorado avalanche not really dark horse because they're tearing it up yield on a dollar bet that'd be interesting on the bruins no no on on tampa if you would take Tampa against the field. For equal odds? Yeah, it's for like a dollar bet. It's a dollar. I know, but I'm saying like Tampa versus the field for I, equal Again, odds. I said no I was way. just going to ask you, and then you put the avalanche out there, so you clearly think you don't think it's a shut and done case. Nope. Okay. Jeez. You know what? I wish. Okay, what about Tampa or avalanche versus yeah, field? Yeah, would you give me t- Tampa avalanche versus the field for a dollar? You get Tampa and the Avalanche. <laughs> no, because I'm not trying to like actively root against your, the Bruins. Who's your third top? Who's Tampa, your third top? It's a dollar bet. Probably, honestly, against... probably the Bruins. Yeah. Okay. Actively root against Do the it. Bruins for a Do dollar. <laughs> for a dollar. <laughs> for a dollar. Oh shit! I'm gonna be down 100 cents on this. Where am I getting 100 pennies? <laughs> Nick sneaks into Canada, <laughs> tries to get tries to get pasta to go out on the town for a night just to get his dollar Yo, back. Let's hit the club. <laughs> I take pictures of him, post it on Instagram <laughs> at New England Social. Pasta them. forced into quarantine <laughs> right before the big game. Uh, okay, cool. Um, cool. Let's close out here, boys. Um, I wanted to let you guys know that I bought two more Yeti sleeves since the last episode. I bought one for the 16 ounce can, and I bought one for the 12 ounce can. I had the uh, sleeve for the seltzers, so I'm fully sleeved up, and I'm all Yeti everything, to be honest, which is pretty lit. And I'm pretty happy with the purchase. They're amazing. I'm not gonna lie. So buy them for sure. That's great. Yeah, I'm a big Yeti guy too. I'm actually I know I've been saying this for a little while, but I'm gonna go ahead and um order my hard Yeti cooler. Wow. Big step. Yeah. Big step. Big step. Big big step. Um, um Nick, are you buying golf clubs? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like I'm just I gonna don't even think you need I don't even know if he needs that's to what, buy. I like, mean like I guys... literally think you're gonna I literally think you need five clubs. And like I think you could buy them all for like very cheap if if people even made you pay for them. Like I think I have a five iron you can have because there was a hand me down to me. I think Stecco has like a, a driver that you could probably like buy off him. And like you probably want to buy somebody's decent putter. And then the rest of the clubs just like pick up what you can. 
Yeah. Literally. Well, I'm obviously I'm obviously gonna buy. Uh, I have it bookmarked. Ryan's mom's hybrid club. Oh, you gotta buy that hybrid. Oh, club. dude, I'm buying good. one of those hybrid. You, you fall clubs. in love with your first club. You fall in love with. That's that was the five wood for me. I, I still got it in my bag. Oh man, it's great. It's good stuff. Garb, you've <laughs> the got look that. In your uh, eyes. Garb, you've got Ooh, that. You've man. got that hybrid. You like. You know, I don't know if there's one club that I'm falling in love. You don't with. have a club that you fell in love with, like good old faithful. So. You go, you know. I haven't found love in that sense yet. No. Um, oh, no. You hear that? I got my it's my iron set. It's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I gotta find it. I'll find it one day. I love the uh, the 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 two uh, two guys we were golfing with this weekend loved Garby's uh, Garby. For those who haven't golfed with Garby, literally probably. I don't know, like turns two full steps to what is it? Your right or your left? <laughs> play the garbage? slice, baby. Yeah, play he the plays slice. Sli- plays his slice hard. Like on most holes, I'm like, oh, yeah. he's pointing at the woods, and he just <laughs> ri- he rips it like a baseball player, and it just comes. It literally has like almost like a pro curve. It comes way out and it comes back in. The funniest thing is too, they couldn't get over it. Is that I guess I just like haven't. I've I've golfed with you so much now. I'm just used to seeing it. But like your your ball really does. It goes straight for like the first forty percent of its path, like dead straight. I know. And then it just like it, it just rotates over. It just drops right back into your path. It's it's insane. It's almost like a ninety degree. Yeah, turn. it's it's pretty like it's insane. So. Um, that's cool. Uh, I'm getting out there this weekend with Vargo playing Sagamore. Um, you playing this weekend, Garp? You said every day. Weren't you playing every day? Yeah, until today. Classic. <laughs> uh, didn't want. We went to shop for cars. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I'm playing on Saturday. I'm playing a executive course with my two little cousins and my uncle on Sunday. So that's like a par three course, and then we've got the big. Kennedy Classic coming up on the 8th uh, the following weekend, mm-hmm. which will be pretty lit. Um, and then I move, and then we we got Nick's bachelor party up in uh, Banger, which will be – it's actually not in Banger. It's uh, the town next to it. But, no. It's on a lake yeah. east of Bangor. Yeah, it's pretty lit. So um, that will be fun. Um, and then we have um, – and we have your wedding coming up too, Nick, which is like crazy. Um, it's just nuts. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Are you guys uh, watching anything good? Watching, reading, listening to anything good? Playing anything good? Um, just with it being summer, I've hit the full stride of, like, I feel like just with the daylight being out more, like, just been trying to be outside and, like, even with the pandemic, kind of, like, running around doing more things. So I've hit the, like, me and Laura are watching this show right now, and I will describe it as a crappy show, but it's, like, great filler. Person of Interest is on Netflix, and it's just, like, the stupid show. Like It's, like, the like, stupid crime show. It's, like, the one where, like, they have, like, the high-tech computer that, like, can find anybody. They have, like, a machine that, like, <laughs> spits out these social numbers of people in danger, and there's this one dude. His name's John Reese, and it's just, like, first of all, the one-liners are, like dad level out of this world like the dude will like walk into like some aryan union gang house and there's like 12 dudes and they're like you don't want to be in here and he's like i'm looking for so and so and they're like oh like who's asking he's like i am and then it's like boom 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 and then it like flashes back and like everyone's like dead or like writhing on the ground he's like and this like all happened in like a grocery store and he's like clean up on aisle three (laughs) <laughs> like, but the dude is just oh, like man. he's legendary and no one can take him down like i just said so it's honestly kind of just funny from that standpoint and just enjoyed watching it as like a a nothing kind of time killer that's like garby you guys watching anything over there reading reading no, anything no. big book guy um listening to po- other podcasts what podcast are you listening um, to there's a podcast it's called i think it's called a history of the office. Uh, oh put yeah. Together you by the Pam and Angela guy, Kevin, Kevin. No, it's by Kevin. No, no, no. Oh, I'm thinking of the other one. Sorry. You said Kevin yeah, was a savage on the golf course, right? I need to, I need to listen to that podcast. Somebody said that. Um, I thought you said I think that. those guys we were golfing with. Oh, did they? They said he was, yeah, those dudes, he's a savage yeah, on the golf yeah, yeah. course. So he's really good on the golf course. 
Yeah, so that's my podcast right now that I'm listening to. It's pretty good. An oral history of The Office is what it's called. So only a four episode just came out, but emphasis on the oral. Office, it's good. Emphasis on oral. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Office pun. Um, I'm trying to think. What am I listening to for podcasts right now? I listen to this podcast, Geek History Lesson, which just like goes through like pop culture stuff, like like nonstop. It's actually pretty good. So if you're into like comics, um movies um it, they mostly stay in like that that video games comics movies stuff like that and whatnot but they just do like one hour episodes on on you know characters um they do like reviews on movies and books and stuff like that so that's pretty good um it's definitely a niche though it gets pretty nerdy so you have to definitely be into that stuff um oh i just started this show okay and i'm gonna pitch this show Netflix. Have you seen this show, Warrior Nun, uh, advertised? Dude. Okay. So, okay. And so, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm the Sorry. First, I'm the first Just person. wanted to clarify. Warrior Nun? Word. Like N-U-N? Warrior N-U-N. Yeah. Okay. Like, 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 Please continue. Like I'm intrigued. Okay. So, I see this come out, right? This is like, honestly, like a month ago now. Maybe more. Like, right? And I'm like... They will literally make a show about anything these days. I'm like, a warrior nun? You have to be kidding me. You literally have to be kidding me. And so I don't even pay like pay it attention. Like I love sci-fi. I love like I love like, you know, superhero stuff. I love like whatever. Like I, I'm all into that stuff. You guys know that. So the fact that I'm saying that is like crazy. So I'm like, I this is ridiculous. I'm not supporting this. And so this um, other show comes out called Cursed, right? And I read about it, and it's about, like, it's like a take on, like, the King Arthur Excalibur thing, right? But it's, like, a female lead character. And I'm like, oh, okay, that could be cool. Watch it. It's trash. I watched the first, like, two episodes. I hated it. I thought it was corny. I thought the CGI on it was horrible. Um, I thought the storyline was weak. I thought the main character was kind of weak and whatever. And so I'm looking for something to watch because I've just been literally watching sitcom after sitcom. And... I come across Warrior Nine again, and I'm like, let me just literally for a laugh, like, watch the trailer of this, like, was clearly a horrible show. And I watch the trailer, and I'm like, uh, that looks dope. First episode. <laughs> and I'm like five episodes in, baby, and I'm sold. It's good. It is good. It's got good character development. It's got a good story backline. It uh, doesn't get too, like, it, it is definitely, obviously, like, a, a fantasy sci-fi thing, but, like... It's not, like, too much into that. They do, like, a really good – like, the problem with TV shows a lot is you, like, can't pay for those special effects, right? Um, so they don't they don't get too into that, but they do just enough of it. It just – like, I just watched an episode before this, and it got real deep, to be completely honest with you. So I, I'm recommending it officially. It sounds stupid. You might hate it, but I give it an episode, Warrior None. It's pretty good. I've literally watched Zombievers on Netflix. It was a movie about beavers becoming zombies, um, so I'll pretty much watch anything. Yeah, give it, give so it, I'll like, give it a I, shot. Yeah, give it like one, two episodes. It's I again, like I, it was the problem with those shows. Usually, is like it's just horrible script. It's like horrible acting. It's pretty good script and it's pretty good acting, and like so, like that's why it's good. But, um, anyways, okay, cool. Well, we're we're right up against time here. Anything else, boys? Before we close out, uh, make sure you rate and follow Please. and post feedback for us interact Please. on instagram Please. our instagram handle is at any underscore social for insta twitter is at any social too so seriously questions something you thought was funny in the episode something you thought was stupid you want to ream on us for a take we literally have gotten us. no questions and like i'm just putting it out there it's not something we should brag about but like it's not like a ton of people listen to this, but like people listen to it. So like we know who you are and you have questions. Yeah, like for you're us. our friends and family. So like you have questions, throw put them in there. Okay. And so please, somebody send us a damn question. Like we're just dying to answer a question on Please, the anybody, somebody, come on, please. anybody. Um, definitely rate us, please follow us on Spotify, rate us on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have, uh, if you don't listen to your podcast on Apple, but you listen to them on Spotify, but you have an iPhone, just open up the podcast app. It's free and just fall and just like literally subscribe and like give us that five-star rating, write whatever you want in the rating. We don't care. 
do, do whatever you want, but like give us that five star rating. I um, hate Apple Music, Spotify for life, and even I did that. So there's hope for the rest. You are of you. Spotify for life, also something I got you on. Um, all right, boys. Uh, absolutely, hundred percent. I'll argue that one. <laughs> I will absolutely argue that one. Um, all right, boys. Where can they find you, Nick? So um, at sun underscore of underscore ray twenty four on the IG. Garb, what about you? I'm um, I'm Ryan A Garby. Ryan A G A R B as in boy on Instagram. And the a is for accomplished. I am Richard hey, Kennedy. You can find me let's at go. Kennedy sixteen twenty seven on Instagram. We're New England Social. I'm here. Rich, Nick, Garb, peace. Later, kids. Ah!